is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time for the Steak for Breakfast podcast. It's Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. This is not Nam, this is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! All right, welcome to the show. As always, the show is brought to you by Stay Ready Gear. If you need holsters, firearms equipment, anything like that, Use the code STEAK for 5% off. Also brought to you by Man Rubs, Steak 15. If you need any barbecue items, rubs, barbecue tools, that is your spot. We got a lot of stuff going on in these trying times in regards to defending yourself, your property, and the republic. Pedos running around everywhere, not getting deported by ICE anymore. Black Lives Matter and Antifa burning cities to the ground. Oh, Jesus Christ. In cases like those, there's only one place. We'll call it a one-stop shop (laughs) for the answers to all those needs. That's Mike and West Coast Survival Arms. He's got a five-star rating, licensed FFL. Take care of those droves if you're out here in California. The, uh... Only state in the United States that has no kind of openings right now. Michael gets you squared away with some handguns, shotties, rifles, ammo, cleaning kits, cases, you name it, Mike's got it. Head over to West Coast Survival Arms or hit Mike up at 619-870-6992 for all your firearms needs. Our friends over at Mediocre Medic have been uh, accenting all of those tactical gears that we wear for years now. Patches, stickers, boots, and every place on your body that you could stick them. Head over and visit our friends at Mediocre Medic, mediocremedic.com. They'll get you all squared away tactically. If you're into more of like uh, being a movie buff or, uh, you know, all things in relation to the 45th president of the United States, Mark Joe Friday over at Dumpbox and Dumpbox.us has a lot, lot, lot of things to get you squared away in that department. A lot. Shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, patches, challenge coins, flags. We got the uh, coronavirus veteran flag up in the uh, lab today. I'm wearing my man Duck Lorian t-shirt, Dangerous Goods. And uh, yeah, if, you, if you're into that kind of tactical gear, and keepsake items hit Mark Joe Friday up at Dumpbox and Dumpbox.us. That is a proud looking flag. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steak for Breakfast podcast. Download the show, Spotify, Pandora, Podbean, and iTunes. And follow us on our main account, which is no longer Shadow Bandit, Steak for Breakfast podcast. And welcome. How you guys welcome. Doing? How you guys doing today? Oh, you know, fantastic. We're pulling Pretty double good. duty this week. Uh, we'll have... This show probably up for listen by tomorrow. And yesterday, Noah and I appeared on the We the People radio podcast and joined 
James and Ant for a delightful treat. Solid dudes. Yeah, solid dudes. Even more of a solid show. And we're still going to get to that double quadcast eventually when all four of our hosts and all four of their hosts can be present for, for just a podcast. It's a lot of casting. Yeah, it's a, it's a miracle that needs to happen for that to go on. Sure does. So, guys, we had CPAC over the weekend. What would you guys think if, if, if you were able to catch any of it? I'm sure you saw some of the uh, highlights and lowlights online. What's your takes? I didn't see any of it. Wow. I was, I was snowboarding. Not, not, even, <laughs> not, not even Trump's speech? I caught part of Trump's speech. I didn't get a chance. I've been doing a lot of sleeping in lieu of... Uh... Yeah, it was kind of like a two-way street there. They had... The hotels that they used, I guess the people who were running the event didn't investigate enough, even though CPAC happened in Florida, which is Big Dick Roundland. Um, you know, th- there were some real mass Nazis at the hotels and some high profile names from online were kicked out. I did see that. Most actually. familiarly, DC Drano and uh, Fleckus, they got the boot. And then everybody who was kind of posting on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok for the rest of the weekend kind of was taking selfies with a eye over their shoulders, making sure that the security guards weren't going to come. Yeah, God forbid you don't look like a bandit in your photo op. Right, or the police officers weren't going to issue them a warning citation for having their masks off indoors. Um, <clears throat> I kind of feel like it was – they catered to a lot of different crowds uh, over the weekend – and I feel like the biggest thing was uh, where the view of the Republican Party as a whole is. I believe having some of the speakers go up there and talk about the promise, both at the congressional and House level in regards to 2022 and then going towards 2024 is fine. But I don't know how you could be a representative of the America First Party and at the same time, not talk about 2020. There were some who did, and, and, and we'll highlight a few of those. But I think that uh, there just wasn't enough stop the steal in there. So I think the first person we got up was uh, everybody's favorite serial killer, good old Ted Cruz. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he went out and, and gave a decent speech. But, but one of the highlights from there was him mocking uh, nationwide COVID regulations and restrictions. So... Let's hear what uh, the Zodiac had to say about that uh, while he was talking at CPAC over the weekend. Can I just stop and say how strange the rules are right now? I want to understand how this virus works. So when you walk in, you got to put your mask on. Sadly, I've got two. You walk in, you got to put your mask on. You sit down, you take your mask off. See, apparently the virus is actually connected to elevation. No, no, remember, this is all about science. It's actually, it may not be elevation. I think it's, it, it's that there are hormones that are released in your thighs when you're sitting. So you can sit at the table and there's no virus being transmitted. But if you stand up, put the mask on! And listen, let's be clear, this is a dangerous virus. But these collectivist statists, okay, now they're saying... Everybody can get immunized. We can have herd immunity everywhere, and we're going to wear masks for the next 300 years. 
And by the way, not just one mask, two, three, four. You can't have too many masks. How much virtue do you want to signal? This is just dumb. So what do you guys think of that? Well, he's right. It is dumb. I mean, we've been going... We're, what, a year away or a month, a week out from a year to commemorate the uh, 15 days to slow the spread. How many days is that? So almost 365. That's uh, how many more days? That's a lot of more days. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. That's several. I went out yesterday, out and about in the city, and uh, we didn't have to wear masks anywhere. Okay. Where were you? Temecula. You didn't have to, or you just didn't? Both. Oh, that's kind of awesome. When we walked to the bar, the entrance was outside. We didn't even go inside, like, anywhere. They had, like, a waitress with her mask on somewhere. And once we sat down, she brought us a mask, or not a mask, a menu. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, that's going to be the new thing. The menus are going to be printed on the mask, and you have to wear the menu. Bro, those contactless menus, some of them aren't, like, a website. Some of them are, like, files that they make you download onto your phone. Sounds like tracking technology. China. So I would like, I was sitting there trying to fucking like take a picture of the QR code. It would take me to the most recent website I've been on my phone. Pornhub. To download the menu. It's like downloading in the background. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like pretty tech savvy and I still struggled. Yeah, we, we, but, we experienced the same thing on Valentine's Day and we didn't like it. We eventually asked for a paper one. Nowhere did I have to wear masks. Not at the winery. Not at the bars, not at the restaurant. I still feel pretty good. It's almost like you weren't in California. Yeah, we we went also went out to Temecula, and and I talked about it with uh, we the people yesterday. For my daughter had some soccer games on Sunday, and while we were out there, we uh, noticed that there was only two kind of people: the non-maskers, like my my wife, my son, my daughter, and myself, and then the double maskers who were paper surgical, under cloth. Raiders gear I over. I don't get the and and the people that had on multiple masks. I, we were literally watching them, and my wife and I were talking about it briefly. That they looked not only uncomfortable, but they just did nothing but play with them the entire time they were on. Like, how do you choose? There was a guy sitting in front of us, eating sunflower seeds with two masks on. So literally every thirteen seconds, he was taking his mask down to spit seeds out. It makes no fucking sense at all. I, like told, I, I wanted to get a full-length mirror and just <laughs> drop it in the dirt right in front of him and said, watch yourself do this and tell me what you're doing because yeah. you're doing absolutely nothing. And then kill yourself. Right. And, and then kill yourself. <laughs> because you're literally taking all the dirt particles because there was there was really bad Santa Ana's up there over the weekend, the winds. Mm-hmm. I would say the winds were between 40 and 50 miles during one of my daughter's soccer games, and it's blowing directly into our faces. So every time he takes his mask down, I mean, to spit seeds out, he was just getting— And he's spitting into the wind. Fantastic. So, yeah, it was just, I don't know. Well, I talked about this before with the masks and the measures that fast food restaurants are taking. My mom is definitely in an at-risk health-wise and age group and yada, yada, yada. And she's like, oh, no, it's okay that I'm going to the drive-thru because they they put the card on my uh, on a tray and then they hand it back to me. And I'm just like, well... She's going to pick the card up off the tray. Right, to put it in the register. And after she touches all the money, and then she's going to touch your food. Like, it's just literally just an illusion of safety. Washing your hands has never been an issue. 
at times like these for the at-risks, socially distance, and to keep your space. You know, if you're elderly, at risk or have pre-existing conditions, just stay the fuck home. Yeah. Let your family members do it or only go out when you absolutely have to. That's what I keep telling my mom. Stop going through drive throughs I'll bring you food. Yeah. But but for but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, the middle class, small income, small business, low income, and the children are getting absolutely destroyed by this bullshit. Um, the state of Texas and Mississippi have decided to also become big dick lands as of today. They will be easing mask mandates and restrictions through the rest of the week to open up full systems go next week. No, I should have moved there. I know, me too. So, stopping the steal did make an appearance, though. Not from who you think it was, but who I've been saying is a possible vice presidential candidate looking absolutely sexy. Completely blue bass, plast, Tom Cotton in the last six months. Um, is even ahead of DeSantis, who's popular in the straw poll. Here's, here's my take on Big Dick Ron. Here's the deal. I like what he did with Florida. Uh, we all know how Trump helped him get over the finish line. He was a very unpopular and less attractive candidate going in. And he was able to, you know, get in there. I like what he's doing in regards to combating big tech, everything he did in regards to handling the China virus and, you know, just holding up true conservative values in a state that has traditionally been one. But when I look at him and his marketability, I can't get a good take on what his body type is <laughs> because he wears a suit jacket that's usually two sizes too big. His jacket hangs over his palms. And he kind of he's built like Mayor Quimby from The Simpsons. Literally, if there was a <laughs> if there was a cartoon character of Big Dick Ron, uh. it would be Mayor Quimby with a big dick. <laughs> but I just don't think when you put those two guys on stage. They're kind of like almost the same person. DeSantis is kind of like a 20, 25 years ago Donald Trump with the stuff he's saying on the news, the way he's acting super Chad and things of that nature. But um, Hawley, Josh Hawley has really come to the forefront. Uh, he's a younger candidate. He's already been attemptedly canceled. He was one of the main people congressionally for Stop the Steal. And he still talks about the election being stolen. Up till today. Nice. He touched on it a little bit at CPAC, and let's hear what he has to say. You know, on January the 6th, I objected during the Electoral College certification. Maybe you heard about it. I did. I stood up. stood up and I said, I said, we ought to have a debate about election integrity. So getting, you know, into Stop the Steal, maybe not as far as Trump has or some of our allies have, you know, over the past, since November. Um, but he's pretty much out there promoting in regards to the election of this past year, that there was definitely some integrity issues and some stealing going on. So I, I, I like that energy. I like that narrative. 
Um, for as much as you, we all want to look forward to 2022 and 2024 and the things that need to happen and the things that are going to happen, that's fine. But as far as, um, you know, just simply overpassed or overlooking the things that have done this past election cycle, we, we just can't do that. Um, you know, we, we are all in, in, in the same narrative that this election was stolen. Uh, this election was fraudulent and the outcome is not legitimate. And that's 100% fact. Um, some more of the covering uppings have been going on over the past week. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Uh, Pennsylvania has tried to enact laws, and that is in their Senate right now, which will make free-for-all mail-in balloting illegal and against their state constitution. Nice. Finally. And the state of Georgia today, which was one of the biggest pieces of shit and one of the biggest deniers of anything bad going on, yeah, now has put into law that there must be, number one, a request for an absentee or mail-in ballot, and number two, a verified signature. Imagine fucking that. Weird. Yeah. It's almost like something we need. Or should have had in the last election cycle. Yeah. So I guess one of the other big players, before we get to the star of the show who was there, and someone who really held up the administration's policies and, uh, you know, Chad energy throughout the world was Mike Pompeo. Everybody likes Big Mike. I thought he was probably going to be a presidential candidate in 2024, but then things got fucked up. You know, he's he's team Italian and uh, did a really good job with some uh, America First agenda influencing around the world over the last couple of years as the Secretary of State. Uh, it's kind of going to be weird to see what his role would be moving forward. Um, he, right now he's working for a conservative think tank. But uh, he had some commentary this weekend, which defended the previous administration's, possibly the current's, uh, record abroad. Here's Mike Pompeo. for that warm greeting. In the last few months, we've been called clowns and deplorables and ignorant and rednecks. Uh, we've been called the evil resistance. The New York Times thinks I'm the worst secretary of state of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, since I last saw you, the Chinese have sanctioned me. The Iranians don't think so much of me either. But, but I, I'm proud of our fight and I'm proud of our accomplishments and that we have truly upended the status quo. We've, we've demonstrated enormous resistance, resistance to socialism, to the woke cancel culture. I'll talk some about that. Uh, we've resisted seeing our liberty and our freedoms slipping away. This is a noble, worthy fight, and we're in it. We. We fought hard. We fought for it hard on nearly every front, and we will always fight for it. So yeah, that was Mike Pompeo giving a little bit of intro to commentary before he got into some specifics. And there's no real reason to get into it because if you're a fan of the show or a conservative, someone who's you know libertarian or leans right or um, you know has those kind of values you, you understand all the things in the agenda that 
were enacted and, and kind of enforced over the course of the last four years. But it was just, you know, the fact of the matter is the players who are still in this game are out there letting everyone know that they're kind of still in control. And regardless of what, you know, the current administration is doing to try and upend or erase the legacy of Donald Trump and the Trump administration, it just can't be stopped. So it's one of those things to where, I don't know if you guys heard, I mean, he was kind of fucking up on reading the prompter like I kind of do when I'm trying to go off script. He was stu- <laughs> he was fucking hammered. And I, and I know they had some some good times over there at CPAC, but he definitely wasn't wearing a mask when he was probably down in those Peronis <laughs> up to the podium. He's like, yeah, I want to talk about our agenda that was abroad. So, and you could just hear the way he was breathing like a real Italian person. Uh, with his, with the nose, yeah, and heavy into the mic. So he he was really bringing it. But I think there's a lot of stairs going up to the stage. Probably there was only three. Oh. Even I can do that. That's a lot of stairs for me, honestly. There you go. Shut up, uh, dude. I run out of breath on every set of stairs. How old are you? Twenty seven. I feel like that shouldn't be happening. I remember my twenties. I probably have problems. I barely remember my twenties. I mean, look at me. I'm out of breath Just right now. A couple of sentences that I. Put in for the entire show. That's because you've been eating chips since you got here, Fatty. So, (sighs) I think there was only one reason, though. There was there was a lot of hype centered around CPAC this year, and unlike previous years, um, when Donald Trump spoke there, uh, there was some special significance to this one, coming off a fraudulent election, and a lot of things up in the air in regards to what's going on with the current administration. So Donald Trump was there. He gave a speech that lasted well over an hour. Um, He railed on everything in regards to what the current administration is doing and stopped the steal. We have some exclusive highlights we've strung together from that. And we want to let you hear better than give commentary before. It's better after just to hear what's going on. And hello, CPAC. Do you miss me yet? Do you miss me? (laughs) Joe Biden has had the most disastrous first month of any president in modern history. That's true. Already, the Biden administration has proven that they are anti-jobs, anti-family, anti-borders, anti-energy, anti-women, and anti science. In just one short month, we have gone from America first to America last. The Democrats don't have grandstanders like Mitt Romney, Little Ben Sass, Richard Burr, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Pat Toomey. And in the House, Tom Rice, South Carolina, Adam Kinzinger, Dan Newhouse, Anthony Gonzalez, that's another beauty, Fred Upton, Jamie Herrera-Butler, Peter Meyer, John Katko, David Valadeo, and of course, the warmonger, 
a person that loves seeing our troops fighting, Liz Cheney. How about that? Joe Biden and the Democrats are even pushing policies that would destroy women's sports. Young girls and women are incensed that they are now being forced to compete against those who are biological males. It's not good for women. It's not good for women's sports. We're not starting new parties. You know, they kept saying, he's going to start a brand new party. We have the Republican Party. It's going to unite and be stronger than ever before. I am not starting a new party. Who knows? I may even decide to beat them for a third time, okay? Many people have asked, what is Trumpism? A new term being used more and more. I'm hearing that term more and more. I didn't come up with it. But what it means is great deals, great trade deals, great ones, not deals where we give away everything, our jobs, our money. Tens of millions of ballots, where are they coming from? They're coming all over the place. Where illegal aliens and dead people are voting and many other horrible things are happening that are too voluminous to even mention. But people know, I mean, it's being studied and the level of dishonesty is not to be believed. So there was Papa with some of the better highlights from over the one hour and close to 40 minute speech that he gave. And uh, there were a lot of people, including elected officials, um, Bobert and Christy Nome, both took to social media shortly thereafter, as did uh, former Trump campaign attorney Jenna Ellis to congratulate President Trump on the 2021 State of the Union address. How do you guys feel about nice? Yeah, some of those. Uh, Highlights that we heard, in addition to all the other Trump love and stuff that he gave us over the course of that big boy. Never disappoints. Yeah, I'm going to put it at uh, mid-eights. I'm going to say eight-four uh, on the scale of like, you know. What, one to ten? Yeah, in, in regards to the Trump-o-meter. That's some, uh, some big mic energy. I'm sorry, big dick energy. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, he stayed pretty mellow. You know, no big announcements for himself, a potential... He said, maybe, maybe we'll go running. I mean, the, the ultimate trolling of saying, you know, maybe we'll win it a third time. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think oh. was probably one of the highlights. Well, you know, all that, people's oh. heads exploded at home. When or, they're like, or, 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 or when he said, you know, maybe we'll get a good conservative Republican back in there. Maybe in 2024, maybe sooner. Who knows? <laughs> so, I mean, th those are just some of the things that really, I'm not going to lie. I laughed. I cried. He hugged the flag again. So it's a solid move. Yeah, it was. I also thought it was pretty interesting that there was uh speaking of the flags, some of the adornments that were on them. Yeah. No little... gold frill uh, on the flags. Um, and the Eagles perched on top, yeah. which does anybody know what that stands for? I couldn't explain it off the top of my head, but I'm sure you have it. It is. It's usually for something presidential and when the presidential gives some kind of address to the public, mm. the American people. Mm -hmm. So very, 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 very interesting. Um, you know who else is interesting? 
Oh. Our pillow guy, Mike Lindell. Yes. I don't know if you guys heard. He also wiggled his way into CPAC over the weekend, much to probably the uh, good for him. Yeah, disapproval of a majority of the mainstream media and everybody who doesn't rabbit hole it with us. And uh, it was pretty funny. He got over onto Media Row and was pulled aside by, I believe, Right Side Broadcasting Network. Mm-hmm. And they sat down for an interview. It was a long interview, and there was a lot of stuff he talked about, but one of the unfortunate things was, and I'll play, I have a small clip of it, when he got into the Stop the Steal and vaccination distributions Uh in regards to the China virus vaccine, Mm -hmm. they actually let him say his piece a little bit, and then they cut him off, and the lady who was interviewing him had to explain to him, and and they pretty much said, for fear of deplatforming, just to let you know we're going to have to take this out of the interview. Wow. Yeah, so... I mean, I'm trying to figure out Wait, where. So we have it, though. We have some of it. Oh. I'm. T- what do you guys feel about Mike Lindell? I mean, we talked to James and Ant yesterday from We the People Radio. They feel like he's just a patriot whose heart is in this to win it. It's God driven, and he feels like one of his divine calling right now is to get stop the steal out there. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about right, real quick before, and I brought it up on the We the People podcast yesterday. Uh, was that it's pretty interesting that Dominion Voting Systems and Smartmatic have all combined to sue Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell. Powell, Powell. Mike Lindell, Rudy Giuliani, and several others for monetary amounts, which are around $1.3 billion a piece. Hmm. Yeah. One of the questions that I raised that seemed like a good angle and no one really had an answer for is now that we're over a month away from president Trump being Donald Trump, I'm air quoting citizen. Yes. Since he apparently was the starter of stop the steal and has talked about the election being illegitimate, fraudulent and stolen on every occasion that he's had the opportunity to since November 3rd and up through CPAC this weekend, why hasn't Dominion Smartmatic sued Donald Trump private citizen? They don't want to open that box. But the other guys are going to do it anyway. Maybe he's not a private citizen right now. Oh. Well, I wonder if there's different um, different legal classifications for a private lawsuit. Let me tell you something. Well, they're all private. For how bad they have tried to get this guy over the last five years, and pretty much for the entirety of his business career, because we talked about this yesterday, Donald Trump has never been allowed in the Good Boys Club. He was... Not allowed to redo the waterfront in New York City in something that was led by Jerry Nadler in the early 90s. He was never allowed to become an NFL owner. He was good boys clubbed out of that one. And he was never allowed to do the big things he wanted to do in Vegas besides the big, beautiful gold Holden, golden hotel he bought out there and, and built. So, But are they suing Mike Lindell's company? My pillow, or are they suing just him? There's for Mike Lindell, it's both, but for Sidney Powell, Michael Flynn, uh, Rudy Giuliani, and others, they're suing them. Do Wait. they have any like protections because they were working on Trump's Wait. campaign? Well, no. I mean, if somebody sues you, it's, but here's the thing. Wait, so they're suing Mike Lindell person and My Pillow company. Yes, because Mike Lindell used his company as a platform to promote Stop the Steal. Oh, okay, yeah. I got gotcha. you. So, you, you know, I feel like you got to pick one, though. Right. 
it, I, to me, it's just weird. The whole Donald Trump not getting sued when you would feel like he's the first person that they would need to sue for this to even seem legitimate, not just going after the characters. That's number one. But number two, if any of these things get to court, there's so many lawyers involved. And Mike Lindell, Mike Lindell is so monetarily backed. Um, even though he's been kicked out of all the big box stores, his sales are up through the roof. Oh, yeah. Because they're just when you look at that 75 million people and then all the people with buyer's remorse who are jumping on that now, you got to think about all the my pillows that are going out the door. Um, Have you bought any since? I got the weighted blankets. Yeah, I got two. Yeah. So and they're and they're absolutely fantastic. And you know people are going to need pillows to sit on after the ass reaming they're going to get with. I'm going to interrupt your I'm going to interrupt your commentary right now to give you deep deep discounts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, 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 my feeling is, is that this is all for show and it's to keep in the mind of the uneducated, the people who only watch the mainstream media, the drive by headlines that these people are getting sued because they promoted something that was false. Yeah. The people who have no interest in being informed. Right. That's number one. Number two, I feel like it will never get to court because if you get to court, there will be discovery. And if you're going to sue somebody, then they're going to request to see you. You're going to have to prove to them how they have defamed you. Yeah. So they're opening up the Pandora's box here. I really just feel like right now it's for showing like all the other things, the Mueller investigation, the Ukraine deal, Trump's taxes, sexual allegations of misconduct, this, that, and the other thing. They're all just going to be there until they don't need them anymore and go away. Yeah, it's all the repeat this until it becomes true in people's heads. Right. We knew that they were going to go after Trump's lawyers winning uh, impeachment 2.0 on a technicality last week until James Vanderveen blew that shit up on, on CBS Nightly News. <laughs> and that narrative went away. <laughs> that was so good. And it was like they all automatically had well you know what we now we have some uh we have some info about trump's taxes we're not gonna tell you what it is but who we, cares yeah, nobody cares nobody why, cares. why is his taxes still such a big deal to everybody because well, they want to see like if someone who said they were representing free. only of the american people over the course of his administration gamed the american system while he was a private citizen and guess what nobody gives a f- i want to see you, the taxes of fucking congress right. Yeah, exactly. And every that, congressman who's been doing insider trading. Yeah. And Dakota, you weren't here last week. That's one of the points we we brought up while we were wrapping up our show. This eventually is going to come around. Like right now, 2022 midterm elections seem incredibly favorable due to redistrict, redistricting and the bad buyers are more set the Dems, the moderates, the purple voters are having right now in regards to the current administration. They want to keep fucking with this stuff and making it like a prevalent narrative that's going to go on every week going into the midterm elections. It's going to come back around and they're going to start requesting to see the taxes and the things to do with Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer and people of that nature. And and they're not going to like it. Well, her son just got busted, too. Right. But not only that, but they're going to be able to go after maybe private citizens now, like Barry Saltero, Hussein Obama, maybe even Hillary Clinton for things of that nature. I mean, I'd love to see where all their fucking blood money comes from. And uh, the Republicans have all kind of been pusses up to this point, but it's it's getting I believe the canceling and like the personal canceling and the rioters showing up at congressmen's houses and people like Marjorie Green and uh, Boebert and and ones of that nature who are coming to the forefront to kind of lead this charge into America first again uh, at the senatorial level, which we did not necessarily have with Turtle and Lindsey moving up to this point. You know, it's one of those things where we just got to got to see what happens. But let's circle back real quick. Before we get out of CPAC and just see uh, that that I can I'll circle back if there's okay. What we got on Mike Lindell? Let's check it out. You know, it was easy to step into that role because I do have a platform. At least, even though they're trying to suppress my it's voice, I'm getting it out there. Seconds. People, you know, absolutely getting it out there and. Um, 
Um, I, you know, God put me here for such a time as this. We all have a calling, and every one of us needs to get involved. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And you were so and, passionate about just getting yeah, here today. Yeah, I had to get here. I've had so much going on, and I wanted to get here to go down Media Row, to get the voice out, to get get out a word of hope. Uh, well, I hate to do it. You know I love you, but due to YouTube's guidelines, we will get our whole platform shut down if okay, we talk about okay, okay. Um, vaccines. Vaccine. Just, well, this is over in Israel. I, yeah. <laughs> I know. We love you. We love you. We love you. That is garbage. Yeah, it's really terrible. It, it, it's what's going on right now, and it's the fear of doing things for, like, for instance, this show, you know, where where you can't even – I mean, I understand that, like, we pretty much have free reign because they're not racking in millions of downloads every week and this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, if they listen to some of the production that went into this episode so far, you probably wouldn't think <laughs> we are ever going to get there. But, uh, you know, it's just sad that we've gotten to that point that you can't even I mean, that's that's pretty much a violation of the First Amendment. We're scared of getting deplatformed for what you're going to say. So for fear that we're not, you know, going to have our YouTube channel anymore, we're probably going to have to edit that out. Well, even even nowadays, if you're making a joke, everything gets taken so out of context and you get deplatformed. Yeah. Well, the reason they can get away with deplatforming and having everybody on this false accountability of, I don't want to say what I actually think is because like even in Hollywood, all these Hollywood actors and stuff like that, they're all so afraid that they're going to lose their movie deals and series and freaking specials and well, yada, look yada, at, yada. Look at Disney. Yeah. But what did they do for guardians of the galaxy three? Uh -huh. They got rid of their producer. A lot of the actors were like, you know what? Fuck you. And I think they had to bring the producer back. Yeah, and he was actually the third credit on Endgame and was in the top four credits in Infinity Wars in addition to um, not having, you know, the opportunity to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3 for things that he put online in regards to some skit videos he did with his friends and inappropriate tweets regarding uh, that were, you know, directly related to pedophilia and children. I didn't so, know that. And, and, and you're talking about you're talking about James Gunn, mm. so, like inappropriate, like saying that they should be shot, or inappropriate, like he's on board with it. Like inappropriate, like he likes to see prepubescent girls get oh, wed. Yeah. That's and, not good. yeah, just if you want to go like James Gunn's pedophilia tweets, it's it's some pretty disturbing. Like my stomach just started hurting, like saying what I just said. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's I didn't know so exactly what he did, but. Is and that's like terrible the, the sad part about it is too up. is like he is brilliant when it comes to directing and executive producing i think he has a brilliant mind in regard to his creativity with stuff like guardians of the galaxy and and things of that nature but you know that's stuff that he did in the past whether or not he was joking i mean what kind of a joke is that it's just fucking inexcusable yeah no that's, that's not, not really so a joke there. that you make in the first place yeah so and this yeah it sucks my kids guardians of the galaxy is my son's favorite movie he loves Groot and i just Hope I can keep how disturbing that guy is away from him for as long as he's a child. Well, I'll tell you what. Some of my favorite movies, like A Knight's Tale. Right. I don't know who the fuck produced that. That's your favorite movie? Yeah. Is that like your top one? Top I five can't, one. Top five of one. I can't say that I would even think of that as an option. Yeah. I mean, the Batman, the Knight's Tale. Which Batman? I said a Batman, a Knight's Tale. Wow. I'm getting fucked up. A Batman's Tale. Light. <laughs> hey, so we do have a little Stop the Steal going on. You know, Stop one it. of our favorite show contributors. I would love to have that steal be stopped. Who's not Alex Jones? Got into a little commentary over the weekend. Oh, was um, it Sydney Powell? 
it's been a month since we've had her on. And even though she's going to be here only in spirit and through audio clip, I do have a little bit of Sinipal. Where's that leopard print? There it is. I'll tell you where it is. It's right here. Behind she's me. wearing it right now. God damn. In the form of an oversized jacket. Woo! Let's hear with uh, everybody's favorite lawyer had to say in regards to uh, some Stop the Steal stuff going on. Affidavits that have been notarized. Uh, and he's put it together in a PDF. I think it's about 140 pages. And when you look through it, it's a lot of information that I've seen. There's some that I haven't because I haven't read all the affidavits. There are thousands and thousands, as you're well aware. But he's asking people to present this and say, you've got to investigate this. This is your duty. And I think part of it is a ripple effect that you're going to get if Americans are now in the streets going to their local offices, to their council meetings, to their sheriff's office and saying, you know, we want to get your attention on this. You have to investigate this. This is evidence. It's been notarized, et cetera, et cetera. Is that a, is that a viable option, Sydney, at this point for Americans to at least rattle the cage a little bit since the Supreme Court seems to be falling on its face? Yes, I think there's a lot that individuals can do to bring the actual evidence to the attention of public officials. And there is much more that is posted on our website, defendingtherepublic.org as attachments to our Supreme Court and district court filings. And on my website, sydneypowell.com, we have multi-hundred page appendices to the Supreme Court filings that collect the transcripts in the courts below and affidavits and evidence that we presented to district courts, but they ignored. And now the Supreme Court has ignored that evidence as well. Anybody who's saying there is no evidence is either willfully blind to it deliberately ignorant or simply lying. There is no way that anybody can validly say there is no evidence of the massive election deceit that happened here. It is the most widespread criminal conspiracy in the history of the Republic, and it was international. I stand by all my original statements that there was an international cyber operation against the United States of America and multi-levels of various forms of deceit that altered the election, choosing Biden over Trump, not by the will of the people. And that is exactly the situation that the United States Supreme Court should confront directly and reverse the effects of the election. People say, including the dissent, oh, that's unprecedented. They seek unprecedented uh, relief in their pleadings. Well, yes, because allowing a coup of the United States by foreign influence and officials and hacking and a cyber attack is itself unprecedented. But we cannot allow the government of the United States of America, the greatest country in the world, the beacon of freedom to the entire world to be taken over by what amounts to a fascist coup. So there's Sidney Powell coming did. back to the show after nearly a month's hiatus. I'm so happy there was le leopard print. Right? Yeah, she was wearing a leopard print oversized cardigan. I don't know if that was leopard print or what? actual leopard. It's animal jacket. print. Just whatever. It was a live leopard. Not going to lie to you. I don't know about you guys, but She's I can't wait for out. the eventual closed circuit television, government run tribunals. Where she is trying the cases of some of our least favorite congressional and House members. Fantastic. Yeah, it's just a fantasy I have, and I hope one day to see it with my own eyes before I die. So, in addition to that, we have uh, some news out of Maricopa County. 
where one of the Stop the Steal origins came from. And um, I'm reading now from the Arizona Central. Maricopa County Supervisor Court Judge Timothy Thompson said that subpoenas issued by the Arizona State Senate are valid. He said that he disagreed with the county's arguments that they were unlawful and that the county legally should hand over the ballots for a manual recount and verification. In response, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors Chairman Jack Sellers said in a statement Friday, uh, the county will immediately start working to provide the Arizona Senate with the ballots and other materials, which include the Dominion voting machines. We hope the senators will show the same respect and care we have for the 2.1 million private ballots, if there even is that many, number one, and number two, if they're all legitimate, Mm. um, and use them in service for their legislative duties, Sellers said. The court's decision resolved a nearly month-long feud between the supervisors and the Senate over how the election should be audited. So we're now, November 7th is when the MSN called it. And now we're almost to March 7th and a legally subpoenaed investigation, which which involves a recount should have gone on, still has not happened. And we're in the early proceedings of that. Fresh. Yeah. For a county that is always or historically gone red and for some reason decided it was going to be blue in this largest election landslide, 80 million vote. For Joseph R. Basements Jr. in 2020. Any predictions? Yeah, I believe there's going to be a lot of fraud that comes out of that stuff. Yep. And if they're not going to be a lot of fraud with the direct physical balance, and by fraud I mean underage voters, felons voting, illegals voting, double ballots, false addresses, when you QC the voter rolls, you're going to see that at some point there was some kind of um, internetedly interference with the Dominion voting machines. Well, they've already got data that... 100% proves that. Right. Is there any data on previous elections? Tons. I mean, we've covered on this show several times how after the 2016 election, after Bernie Sanders got jobbed and they proved it, Senator Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar ran a bipartisan bitch session, which included seven people overall from the House and Senate saying, not only were the Dominion voting machines unreliable and unsafe, they gave... St- just absolute proof that they were not the machines that should be used in any kind of election period, even more so the presidential election. And for 2020, they were nowhere to be found. Oh no, they were completely happy with it. I mean, well, it was, what was it? The safest and most secure election in the history of the Republic ever. E V E R ever. Right. Uh, Capital letters, space in between each letter. Yep. Lots of exclamation points. Mm -hmm. And probably underlined red font. It's probably the safest election ever, just like how Elizabeth Warren is a Native American. I did see another tweet. I don't remember who sent it out, circling back to stop this or uh, to CPAC. Well, back to the Dominion thing. Hang on one sec, because he just said it. Oh, somebody was very satisfied to hear someone who was presidential be able to string more than one sentence together without fucking up (laughs) or being unable to read a teleprompter. Yeah. So and that, what were you going to say about Stop the Steal? Well, back to the uh, the voting fraud and Dominion stuff and Smartmatic and all that stuff. Solar winds, don't forget them. 2006, CNN and all the media outlets, they completely ran with it, like 100%. I apologize for this shitty audio, but let's, let's hear a couple of those clips. Got it. The most arrogant, incompetent, bureaucratic idiots... 
Smartmatic, based in Boca Raton, provides voting machines in local elections in the United States, like this election in Chicago in March. But Smartmatic has only five to seven people can call a trade secret. Electronic voting experts with extensive experience say it's nearly impossible to verify if a proprietary system is tamper-proof. All of the voting system vendors in the United States are private companies. The problem is the... That guy looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. Probably is. The closed system we have right now makes it extremely hard to find out what's going on. And that means that should a thief get in a position of power, we would never know. Some voter watchdog groups and others in Congress are calling for a full review and say the ownership of all electronic voting companies should be reviewed to determine if it poses a risk to U.S. elections. The U.S. Treasury Department today would not confirm or deny if a so-called CFIUS review was underway on Smartmatic. Watchdog groups question why U.S. voting machines would be under the control of citizens of another country, especially a country whose own election process is highly suspect. We believe this is a national security issue. There is no way is a national security issue. There is no way that companies belonging to non-U.S. corporations should have access to our election. In the case of uh, Smartmatic, there are a number of unanswered questions. Uh, that's why I the Secretary of the Treasury and asked them to review the ownership. It's offshore. It's murky. No one seems to know who owns it. Uh, certainly our government should know. And that's all from 2006. And that's CNN just fully running with that story. I imagine that it sounds like a lot of the stuff that's um, going on right now. Right. But that the president talked about, that Mike Lindell has talked about, that lawyers like Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis, Rudy Giuliani have talked about. People are getting deplatformed for saying. Crazy ass Lynn Wood has talked about. Tinfoil tin flying off the shelves. To make those hats, M Michael Flynn has, has talked about. And it's, it's just a shame. I mean, it when it works for them, fine. When it doesn't, they go crazy. And that's the thing. It's like... I've said this a hundred times on the show. We haven't even had a hundred shows, but I've said it a hundred times. Okay. If you don't care that the system is broken because your team is winning, we're all fucked. Like you just have to realize that someday maybe you're going to be on the other side of it. And maybe your guy that you want to win. Remember Bernie Sanders. Sure do. He had a good shot. He probably would. He probably would have made it, honestly, if they hadn't have freaking torpedoed him. They, they had a much better chance. I'm not saying I wanted him to be, but but you they know, had a much better chance with, with him, Bernie, yeah, than they did Hillary Clinton, who was the biggest joke. Yeah, just like Chameleon Harris. <laughs> I, I missed that. I can't stand her. I was I was in Mammoth recently. That's why I haven't been on the show lately. And some of my friends are very liberal. Some are other very conservative. And we actually had very mellow conversations about how much of a piece of shit she really is. Oh, I think everybody can agree. <laughs> yeah. Even it, on it, even the my liberal friends don't like her. Well, I mean, well, what is there to like about her? If if you're not talking about her slurping her way to the top, literally, then then she was repressing evidence to keep Africans Americans in jail for longer periods of time just to keep them there. For minor drug charges. She, well, and just to keep her record, you know, you don't want to have overturned cases on your record. You sure don't. It's kind of like, you know, you send somebody to Guantanamo Bay, God forbid you let them out. That looks bad. Yeah. That looks real bad. Real bad. So real bad. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at in regards to that stuff. Um, you know, and we, and, and we got some more coming, but, uh, you know, 
So one of the things we we really wanted to get into this week, I know we've teased it for the last couple and uh, talked about it with the guys over at um, We The People Radio yesterday was that our guest today, some of you may know her as Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. and others may know her as Jewel Thief 1776, but she is joining the Steak for Breakfast podcast this afternoon and Wonder Woman, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really fortunate to have you. How's everything been going with you on your end? Um, Things have been good, you know, just riding it out, riding out this quote-unquote Biden presidency. Oh, goodness. Mm. Ter- sounds terrible. <laughs> it didn't sound like a Biden presidency, and we covered it a little bit in the earlier portion of our show today um, over the weekend at CPAC. How do you feel about that? Oh, no, I totally feel like Trump is in control. Um, I actually thought that his speech was one of his best. Yeah. So I felt pretty good after after tuning into that. And uh, you probably caught some of the highlights on my page. Uh-huh. I got some of the memorable moments there, including, you know, him saying that they already lost the White House. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And there were, if there was one thing that was confirmed throughout the entirety of that speech is that there were comms all over the place. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and we discussed that a little bit, and we really felt, I felt re-energized after the weekend. And um, I think a lot of the mainstream narrative is in a state of depression right now after that as well. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. I mean, it's been hard to, it's been hard to, like, pick people up, but I thought that the, that CPAC was a great example of, something that was uplifting and even the whole clip before Trump started speaking. Yep. I don't know if you heard, but uh, Mike Lindell actually called out deep state. Yeah, he did. We, we just played a clip from there right before we jumped on with you. And it included the portion where the bright side broadcasting network anchor stopped him and said they were pretty much going to have to censor that if they didn't. So they didn't get deplatformed. Yeah. From Trash. So no, it's, it's pretty awesome. We're trying to figure out where Mike Lindell fits into all this. Hopefully, you'll be able to give us a little insight or just to, at the very least your opinion. But before we get started with that, let's talk about your background a little bit. What what uh, um, I mean, we know you're out there, social media, you're kind of really a good source of information. But when when did this all become something that you felt like it was a calling to do? So interestingly enough, I was actually working in fashion in New York um, last year. And then I got red pilled in March of 2020. Wow. And yeah, so I watched Falk of all. And after that, I kind of just went down the rabbit hole and, um, I started red pilling on my personal account every week. I would do like a story, uh, once a week that was sort of theatrical on one topic. So whether it was trafficking, whether it was, I mean, vaccines, uh, whatever the topic that was relevant was of that week, I would go in. And um, eventually, I just felt that it was right to make it a non-account. So <laughs> 10 accounts later, um, here I am. But I just, I went full force and it's what I love to do. So I, uh, I work in defense now, but this is definitely my passion. And hopefully, I hope to own a media company sometime soon nice yeah that'd be nice we we, we we'll, we'll sign yeah we've talked with uh we the people we've talked with my maria you know and some of our guests about eventually starting some kind of a alliance or coalition of of 
cabal yeah, a cabal of podcasts to save the republic bolster and uh you know we're out here holding the line with you so that that's that's amazing that that it doesn't seem like it it was in too distant the past that you started and how fast you were able to uh you know really pick up steam and, and, and be getting the word out there i i'd probably have to say you've reached hundreds of thousands of accounts if not more you know just with all the ones that you've had nuked over the course of the last year and and that's just really, uh, you know, a major influencer in the game right now, waking people up and getting, yeah, them, yeah, getting them aware. I mean, honestly, one of my bigger accounts that it doesn't matter at this point, but I had over 2 million impressions in a week and that coincidentally happened right before I got nuked. So <laughs> it makes you wonder um, how they're going after people, but supposedly the shadow ban on a lot of the bigger accounts was lifted this week. So yeah, ours was lifted maybe. as well. So it's going to be interesting to yeah. see. So it's not just big accounts, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> part of me, is I unfortunately am not there, but <laughs> yeah, part of me is thankful that, yeah. that some of the shadow ban has been lifted. I also hope it's not a uh, new algorithm to kind of draw everybody out into the open so they can make the next shadow ban even worse. So there's, there's, Fine. yeah. There's a lot of people yeah, out there. Yeah, that's a possibility. So that's that. Yeah, it's definitely a fear that I have. So I hope not. But uh, right now it's good. It's like everybody's coming out of the bunkers and the sun's hitting their eyes for the first time in a year, and you're seeing all these accounts that you haven't seen in forever, and it's kind of making it hard to keep up with everything. Yeah, it's a lot of action. So. Yeah, one of my favorites is his name is Seth Rich, and um, mm -hmm. or was Seth Rich. He was one of the originals. So seeing him get his impact back i really hope that they don't make the shadow ban worse you know right so so where are we at right now and, and and just i mean you've listened to our show we're kind of like uh you know we're a very uh conservative background we we have some uh, some deep convictions in regards to stuff but i think we're more of a waking people up show not a already woke shoving it down your throat kind of angle we kind of like to and I've talked about it, you know, this show's so new and only being a year old, we're kind of bringing like a lot of our anons with us, but people who don't really follow or may have lost trust in the plan, you know, kind of back to the center. Because one of the things we've talked about with a, with a lot of our guests, see how you feel about this in the past, especially in regards to this election. I mean, algorithms were broken. We all feel like it was fraudulent and stolen. And, and the current president is illegitimate. And I think a lot of people feel that way too. But in moving forward, I, I think there's going to have to be a lot more plan trusting, semicolon, actually going out and doing everything. Because we haven't had a guest who's been able to disagree with the fact that so many of the people were trusting the plan that they didn't go out and kind of try to make a difference in the last presidential election cycle. And, um, you know, it, it, it's taking care of some of the duties into that nature that kind of encompasses. There's so many people that got woke up because of this and just see the whole world, the media, the government, the lies in a different light that, you know, moving forward, it would just be beneficial to everybody if they would go out. And, let's just say at the end of the day, at the very least, vote um, in regards to America First Agenda candidates, in addition to knowing all the things that are going on behind the scenes. How do you feel about that? I mean, I guess I respectfully disagree. I understand that 
the trusting the plan can be misleading. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think I think our people came out in numbers. And I really think that what happened was we truly got this stolen from us. However, I actually think that it was done on purpose. And sometimes you got to push it to the absolute worst point so that people can wake up. Um, you know, if Trump just won seamlessly, um, if he just won seamlessly on November 3rd, then none, none of this would have been exposed. The uh, fraudulent election systems wouldn't have been exposed, the corruption at even the Supreme Court level. Um, I think people had to kind of see it for themselves. And I see now there's a lot of grassroots pushing um, at the local level with Republicans um, and people who maybe weren't Republicans but decided to join the fight. So um, for as much as it seems sedentary with the trusting the plan, I do think that there was still movement. And I think now there's been kind of a boomerang effect. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I definitely see that boomerang effect. And I, and I definitely respect your angle. Yeah. So where where right now are we at in regards to, to plan-wise? I know that Q's been quiet since, what, early November? I'm sorry, what'd you say? Where are we at right now in regards to how you feel? Like, where are we at in the plan? You know, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have to correct myself because I think yeah, Q's actually been quiet since when December, December eighth. Yeah, it was December. Um, so here's the thing. I mean, I know a lot of people are probably upset that there hasn't been any Q drops, mm-hmm. but if you think about it in terms of future proofs past, then you know that there were a lot of Q drops that didn't make any sense a while back, and now when you look at it, it makes a ton of sense. Um, you know, one of them was watch California and New York. Look what's happening. Newsom's getting recalled. Uh, Cuomo is going under with his, uh, you know, assault scandals and then also the nursing home. So I do think that a lot of the things played out, including the election fraud, which you can actually look those up. Yeah. Those drops are there. That's a really um, good That's a really good point you make with watch New York and California. I never thought of that. And I know a lot of people – I didn't necessarily because we're kind of doomers when it comes to the California election cycle, even me. though there's a little piece of me that feel like Donald Trump won California. I don't know what it is. I Yeah, I kind of felt like that it's too. Just the, it was like there was a lot of flipping. And there was a lot of Trump parades and boat yeah. parades every single week in like the most liberal parts of California. Yeah. And they kept trying to get the Trump signs up in front of the Hollywood sign. Yep. And then the whole thing that's going on with Cuomo right now, I mean, they're using these allegations of sexual misconduct or being inappropriate with women to kind of take away from the nursing home scandal, which I feel like is going to be a major blow to him and any kind of future endeavors he was having and then be a domino effect for Whitmer, Murphy, Wolf, and eventually, you know, Gavin Newsom when he gets recalled out here. That's a, that's a great point you made in, in regards to watch California and New York. Cause I think a lot of people probably just got fixated on the voting systems or the outcome of the election and not into, well, look, we're going to have two new, probably maybe conservative governors in these States, you know, moving forward. With the, uh, yeah. With some recall elections. So what do you, what's yeah. your take on uh, party tits's nipple rings? <laughs> How gross is that? Oh man. I mean, do you think if he wears like a big ass about- Italian necklace that like jingles when he like turns a certain way? <laughs> I mean, in some ways, you know, there's some people saying that these sexual assault allegations are all coordinated attacks and they're not really real and that he's gay. And that would make sense. It and would make sense. Especially when he, 
especially when he asked the girl to eat the whole sausage. I mean, it's kind of like he's got nipple rings. Eat like the sausage. I don't know any girls who are going for guys with nipple rings. No. But. 70-year-old men with nipple rings. <laughs> there might be some memes floating around of uh, Cuomo. Uh, face photoshopped on some leather daddies yeah those were pretty nice today <laughs> so yeah we, we were basically comparing newsom and cuomo uh we had a third person alleged misconduct f- for andrew cuomo i feel like it's a possible cover-up for the nursing home deaths and now there's pressure from the doj uh nancy pelosi has even said the the investigator that he's putting in charge of it is probably not going to be good enough and they're going to have to have some kind of independent inquiry into what was going on and then out here in california um we still have no openings we're the 50th and last state to reopen garbage 49 other states in the republic are currently having some kind of indoor something i mean even in in hotbeds like new york and chicago they're having indoor dining indoor sporting events and things of that nature um newsom's trying to force a signature verification for the recall uh, one that he forced off of the ballot in regards to the presidential election. Um, pressure from schools. Gavin Newsom's kids have gone to private in-person learning since the beginning of coronavirus uninterrupted. Hmm. And then we saw on the news, I don't know if you guys saw it yesterday, the head of the largest um, union for teachers in California was caught after saying that they were not going to return to school this year dropping his son off at private school for in-school learning. I saw that. That, yeah. was, that was brilliant. And uh, Gavin Newsom went out to dinner with George Lopez in a county that is closed down for indoor dining this weekend and, and had dinner and did a TikTok video with him. Big surprise, was it indoors? Oh, it was certainly indoors. So. Was it a setup? <laughs> well, the, the PR person for Gavin Newsom put out a statement that he did not dine with George Lopez and even refused a glass of water when offered, and then later pictures were leaked of him sharing a table with him and eating. And drinking out of uh, one glass with two straws. Probably. And don't forget there. And the paper. lady in the tramp, uh, they're eating spaghetti. Yeah, and- you know, you know, George Lopez is one of those celebrities who actually peed on the Trump star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So, oh, really? Yeah, I can only imagine wow. what ideas they were bouncing off so each other during that. That generally day. makes you a Wait. sex offender. Technically. Just saying. Yeah, it does. I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, it, 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 Fox News leaked it on Saturday night when it happened, and then the TikTok video and the corresponding pictures were all over the internet. I think it was kind of repressed by CPAC, and they kind of used the narrative of Donald Trump was out spewing lies and conspiracy theories to kind of push that off of the main news cycle. But we were able to get some good screenshots of that stuff and put it on our social media beforehand. <laughs> you remember you remember when they did the, uh, the petition to... Uh, Deport Justin Bieber. Right. So they should do one of those to uh, convict uh, Lopez of being a pedophile or not a pedophile, sex offender. Sex offender. For Disregarding pedophile. Sorry. Right. We'll, we'll talk around. about pedophiles, but not in regards to drugs. Yeah. Who knows, though? I mean, yeah. Who's not a pedophile? If there was a, Wait, ki- so if there was wanna, a kid around. I tell a story uh, speaking of peeing. And we want to hear um, it. Oh. So, no, <laughs> there's a friend of mine. You guys might know her handle, uh, Hey Judith Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the one who was viral. Um, she had the green hair and the glasses, and she was a former liberal that yeah. woke up. And anyway, one of her original videos about her waking up was that she's like, listen, if I made Donald Trump coffee, I would have pissed in his coffee. And like now, you know, a week later, I realized how wrong I was. And it just goes to show how much someone can flip when you would never expect it. So uh, to add on to what we were talking about earlier, um, 
I do think that some of this was necessary because now we have that group on our bandwagon. And yep. honestly, liberals turned conservative are more pissed off than we are. So Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nice to have them. Yeah. So who do you feel some of the most major players in this game right now is at the, uh, you know, we've heard and we've talked, there's like what, as many as 10 people involved, three are non-military. I mean, obviously you're not going to know who the military people are, but who are some of your best guesses or insights onto who some of those non-military people might be? Uh, well, Dan Scavino easily, you know that, um, who else? I mean, there was some back and forth, um, speculation that, um, E well, E will have you was who they thought he actually was not true. Um, the hell is his name? Um, starts with an E you guys know who I'm talking about. Um, He's in. He's he's high up in defense right now. He worked. He worked within the White House. Well, oh, you're talking about Ezra. Anyway, Ezra Cohen. Yeah. Sorry, Ezra. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Ezra. Uh, people thought he was involved. I don't know if that's still true. He, people he thought out, Melania. He, he put out a lot of Castle Rock comps towards the end of the uh, uh, end of the Trump presidency, going into um, the Biden inauguration. I saw a lot of those those comms on his Twitter. And it's very subtle picture points. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, there's been so many comms. Like, I don't even remember exactly now what he put out, but um, another person, Melania, a lot of people think was involved in it because her bloodline comes from, like, Bolshevik re- Revolution era, mm-hmm. and um, she's fluent in five languages. She's really smart. I honestly wouldn't doubt it if she was behind most of uh, Trump's speeches. And I don't really know if you guys remember, but before the election – um, I'm pretty sure she put out a speech. She was dressed like a general yes. and she was, I mean, that was one of the best speeches I ever heard because she really touched on everything. And you could tell that someone who's speaking to that level clearly has some involvement in what's going on Absolutely. and the decisions that they made. So do you give any, uh, weight into this whole thing might have to do with some kind of rip in you know the quantum plane and there's the taylor and tyler ais who are fighting each other behind a lot of this and you know there's there's the drops come as kind of a not only call to service but also a warning if they're disregarded and things of that nature what do you feel like you, you put into any of that 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 there's something i mean we've all talked about how trump's a time traveler on this show and uh you know even though noah laughs there's just no i I laugh because i love it yeah there's just so many coincidences he always seems like he's five steps ahead so well i definitely believe in project looking glass i'm sure you guys know about that but uh back in 2012 trump was talking about missing children missing children on twitter and um at this point, yeah, you Trump, know, Trump I know was he got talking suspended, about but... Trump was talking about killing pedophiles in the street on, on Twitter too in 2012. Solid, yeah, yeah. So I mean, looking back, it's like I, I know Gab has some archives of his tweets, which I'm meaning to go through because I know we can't really look at them now. Right. But um, just seeing what he was all about before he even ran, it just kind of shows, like, okay, why is this guy saying this? I mean, he's to the to the unknowing eye he had nothing to do with politics and he was just a rich businessman so what was in it for him to say that kind of stuff and 
Um, part of me thinks it was him leaving breadcrumbs for people to find later to connect the dots. So I like it. Well, there's a good video. Uh, I don't know who put it out about all the different times Trump was on Oprah and different sitcom shows and radios where they, oh, they loved ask, him. ask if he would run for president. And he talks about how he wouldn't ever run for president. And they go, well, do you think you'd make a good president? He thinks he goes, I would think I would make a good president. But I would want someone else to do it for the people because I would turn into the bad guy. And he's talking, and that's what happened. You know, look at that proof that proves fast yeah. right there. That's, that's pretty, that's a good point. Yeah, there's just too many. And like we always say, there are no coincidences. So how do these things always keep coming up? Like it, 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 you lose the shock value of expecting them anymore when they just kind of happen. You're like, oh, there it is. Wasn't the one I might have been expecting, but it happened. There you go. So. Where do you see us going um, moving forward at this point? I'm going to talk like dual angles right now. One side is the plan and all the anons that are motivated worldwide right now, you know, fighting. There's a lot of people, and it's amazing. Just through our podcast, we've made contact with so many different people around the world, and I'm sure you've probably had thousands more where in regards to our show, I'll have people met randomly message me, and they're like, hey, you guys having a new show this week? And I'll message them back in. Yeah, they'll be like, cool, because as soon as I'm done with my homework, you know, my mom said I could, I could listen to the podcast. And I'm like, where really? are Yeah, and I'm like, where wow. are you? And they'll be like, well, I'm in Germany or, or, you know, I'm in Spain and Portugal. We got people listening to the Canary Islands and Australia, South Africa. And it's it's so funny, like kids, women, men of all shapes, sizes, and colors will send photos to our Instagram DMs and they'll have on MAGA gear, Trump hats, they'll take pictures standing in front of a TV when it paused of a Trump speech. And it just seems like the whole world is literally coming together behind the scenes to kind of make sure that this movement, number one, wasn't done for a moot point, And number two, continues like the best is yet to come. Well, what happens to our country directly affects the rest Everyone. of the world. Yeah. yeah, and everyone's learning real quick that what's going on now, they got lied through the teeth. Oof. And whatever Basements wants to do or his handlers want him to sign, he's going to do it. And when you look at the cast of ghouls that is running this thing, all the way from Mallorca, DHS, Merrick Garland, AG, you got Susan Rice and John Kerry, some of the worst globalists in the history of the world coming out of the woodwork. How would you think, moving forward, plan and then stateside in regards to upcoming elections, America First agenda, and things of that nature? What's so... When you think about cause and effect, it's yes. like a pendulum. Like, you know, you've seen things swing super far left and now it's coming back super far right. Mm -hmm. And one of the comments that was made about CPAC was that, you know, the Republican Party is now the party of Trump and Ron DeSantis. It's yep. not Mitch McConnell. So that in and of itself says a lot because you saw a ton of young people out for that. And um, I know this is kind of off topic, but it's, goes along the same tune uh you guys have seen how they're trying to cancel dr seuss yep. i mean they're pushing things to such an extreme that everyone's seeing you know how far cancel culture is going and i think those things are what pushing people to get involved so on a global scale i think that as far as the plan uh in every country you're seeing across the board even uh the president of goya said that trump is the legitimate president mm -hmm. um other countries are 
coming to support us. And I think they're going to have their own rallies um, as they've continued to do so uh, in Europe. I think there was recently a protest um, that was retaliation to a rapper coming out on Twitter uh, advocating against this government. I think it was Spain. I'm not sure off the top of my head. But um, yeah, I think globally, this was part of the plan so that people would wake up. And I think on a state side level, I think Trump is the shadow president of uh, Biden, however you want to slice it, uh, whether he is truly in or not. Um, I don't really believe he is, but I, I felt pretty strongly after seeing Trump speak that there's nothing we have to worry about. But if anything, the midterms are going to be critical for people to get involved on a local level and for the young people to kind of have more of a voice here. Yeah. Him, so. him, him king making going forward, I think all the way from like, you know, state senator seats and house representatives all the way up to governors is going to be majorly impactful. And get, and in regards to what the shadow government you said, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that Donald Trump is controlling every aspect of the federal government right now. But if there were people like who have over the last four years, when told to do something by the administration and they do the direct opposite at the direction of people like Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, John Kerry, Brennan, Clapper, Comey, Rice, it, it's kind of going to be the same thing. I think there are a lot of people who felt better about their jobs in the Fed the last four years and now moving forward really want to probably take direction from some, some somewhere else than what they're getting it from right now. Well, didn't he put in mm -hmm. a hiring freeze as well for he did. all feds? Mm -hmm. So. That is correct. I mean, can you imagine being a federal employee thinking, all right, well, we're understaffed by a little bit. You know, I work 40% extra hours or whatever. Now we're supposed to get like, let's say 20% employee force and then bam, it's just fucking frozen. Yeah. We've all been there. And there's some feds that are probably going to have an uh, increased workload due to some uh, policies. Yeah. Couldn't imagine who those guys are. No. We never know. We always know. Sorry, I got to plug in. So where were we? Moving forward. <laughs> we have a lot that's at stake in regards to, uh, you know, getting people activated to get out there. And motivated to, like Wonder Woman said, be a big voice and have a major influence coming up in 2022. How do you feel about getting the word out there? And, and what are you going to do specifically due to the amount of people you reach to kind of try and get them behind some of these America First candidates moving forward? I think first off, I kind of need to vet who these people are first before getting behind them because we saw a couple things happen in the past year. I know Madison Cawthorn was a, a front runner and then there were some comments that he had made, which off the top of my head, I can't remember, but there were some things that came out that he like disavowed the president after, you know, after he was out of office. And so I think really before I advocate for anybody, I'm going to do some research and compare what our options are. But also maybe encouraging other people to do the same because we know how important this is. So just uh, just trying to weed out the shills, you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. And the grifters. I think there's a lot of responsibility that falls on the weight of people like us, unfortunately. 
I mean, we kind of try to bring people the news with our steak for breakfast twist on it. And then the guests we bring on, we try to have like a kaleidoscope of guests, everybody ranging from, you know, you to other people and law enforcement all the way up to flat earth Dave and, and some of the biggest red and even, you know, we had Maria on, she black pilled the show and, and, and melted one of our hosts face. She woke him up uh, over the course of one episode and, uh, you know, it was, it's pretty amazing, but I think, yeah, you're right. It goes into the vetting process. It goes into past voting or service records if they have any. And, uh, you know, things of that nature to kind of give the people the best information that they can get in regards to, I don't just want to take Trump endorsing somebody at face value anymore, because I think one of the big problems that he ran into in 2016 was he went off the backs of some really bad advisors, namely Chris Christie's and people that, you know, group who put in some of the worst people around him that wound up lingering around like Dave Cipollone, the White House lawyers who wouldn't let Michael Flynn and Sidney Powell, you know, do what they wanted to do towards the end of the stop the steal movement. And, uh, you know, vet these people to make sure that when we're, we're directing people in, in, in ways to vote and, and help bring that America first agenda that we're going to be doing it with the right candidates. Yeah. I mean, it's so tough when he endorses people because I'm not trying to say he doesn't research, but I do agree that some of his advisors weren't the best. And I do think that if he comes back for a 2024, quote unquote, he should already be there. But um, if he comes back for that, I do think he's going to have a completely different cabinet. Um, That's not to say that some people won't be present, but, you know, there was a lot of confliction on people like Barr, who wasn't an advisor, but I stood behind Barr for a long time and I still can't even really uh, comment on some of the things that he said in the later days of Trump's presidency because I know it pissed a lot of people off. But yeah. yeah, I thought he was we, solid. We, that was a shocker. Yeah, I mean, I still do believe disinformation is necessary yeah. and optics are important. So I think there's times where people have to do certain things and you don't really understand at the time, but you might get it later. So, um, but I am interested to see who he brings in and we know Kaylee McEnany just joined Fox. So I don't know who his press secretary is going to be, but maybe she'll come back and that would be pretty cool. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are going to be getting into government too. I think some of the ones coming back like Huckabee Sanders, she's probably going to win running away in Alabama And then he's already started nominating a couple for state legislator. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of redistricting that's going on. That's going to help a lot of these young conservatives. I think Anna Paulina Luna is going to wind up running again in Florida and winning. And then Kim Klasik should be able to get somewhere due to redistricting in the greater Baltimore or outside urban areas in Maryland and really, you know, pull that. I wouldn't even be surprised if Laura Loomer came back and pulled off a, a house seat. I think that there was a lot of voting uh, discrepancies in, in her candidacy because she was out there getting big support the whole time was endorsed by the president and then wound up losing by like 20%. It made no sense. So, you know, I, I think a lot of that stuff's going on. We talked about it earlier in the show before we had you on. I don't know if you saw over the last couple of days, Pennsylvania has a, uh, 
the Republican Senate there has pretty much banned free-for-all mail-in voting moving forward in their elections. And then Georgia, who who was probably the pinnacle point for the safest and most secure election in United States history uh, in this last election, decided that they are going to bring back signature verification for upcoming elections. So I thought I thought that was pretty one two of the biggest hot spots that we had in the entire country now are, are making the changes that we accuse them of in regards to this election being stolen um, over the last election cycle. And that kind of just went underneath the news cycle, but I was able to pick up some of those. Well, I mean, any positive changes, you know, even if a positive can come from a huge negative, you know, look on the bright side, I guess. Yeah. Well, how do you guys feel about HR1? It's going to be the first uh, bill that they're pushing towards. Not a huge fan. No. Some of the highlights of that are, uh, we all know this is true, voter IDs, racist. I think we can all agree on that. Mm. Well, then. No, we can agree on that. It's not fucking true. No, but like, is my driver's license racist? Yes. Oh. And so are you. Oh. Especially if you have a real ID, that's very racist. I'd like to apologize for being racist. <laughs> what do What do you feel about HR one? Have you looked into it at all? Right. Some of the highlight. So, some of the highlights are voter IDs are racist. I have a passport too. Is that unsolicited? Racist? Unsolicited mail in balloting <laughs> is not racist. How dare you say it is? Mm. And there will be punishment at state levels for places that enforce voter ID. Signature verification. Punishment? All the way up to possibly losing Senate seats. It's like when you cheat in the NFL and they catch you and then they take draft picks away from you next year. <laughs> but this is with voting and instead of playing football games, we're talking about literally the Republic. Wah, wah. Yep. Well, how do you feel about HR1 and the stuff they're trying to push? Um, I think it's an excuse for them to <laughs> not limit the people who are legally voting from mm -hmm. illegally voting. Um, you know, they always have some kind of excuse to come up with the policies that they do. Uh -huh. And I see no reason why we can't have any kind of identification. I mean, it just makes no sense. Have you seen that rabbit hole that Steven Crowder has fell down lately in regards to the, the election integrities in both Nevada and Michigan? So I actually have not listened, but I've heard that he is causing waves. So Big I'm waves. glad that... He actually, Somebody like him is. Yeah, actually, one of the people that they found on the Nevada voter rolls, she was a Hillary Clinton staffer in 2016. It was alleged that she was running a huge election fraud campaign. She left the country, was said to have been in Britain, disappeared from there, and last time she was heard of, which was mid-2017, she was somewhere in the Philippines. And her name appeared on the 2020 presidential election, voter rolls, as someone who voted, they went and tried to verify the address in person. And then on a day when the county clerk in the county of Nevada that they were doing the research in tried to verify it, the name mysteriously changed from one side of the street to the other. However, since they couldn't figure out what they were changing the address to, the Nevada County Clerk's Board of Voters changed it to from an alley to an abandoned building. So... Yeah, some pretty fucking crazy some stuff. solid work. Right, and, and just imagine this stuff going all the way back still to connect the Clintons to voter fraud all the way in 2020. Um, it's just pretty, some some interesting stuff and some rabbit. You know, the whole thing about Stephen Crowder is too is because his wife was literally 
a mail-in voter because she was going through some stuff. And her vote wasn't counted in Michigan. And that's why he kind of picked up the flag for this, because when he went to verify that her vote was counted in the presidential election, it was not. It got thrown out. Right. So so by something that inconspicuous, he wound up falling down this huge rabbit hole and now is physically verifying election fraud at the threat of being canceled from everywhere. He's doing good work. Right. And, and literally making disclaimers before his YouTube shows and podcasts that he doesn't want to kill himself. That's how scared he is of the rabbit hole he's fallen down in regards to this voter fraud. So, I mean, we can only call it out as reported on this show, but he's physically doing the legwork. And uh, it's pretty amazing what he's done on, on his show. So, No, that is pretty cool. And honestly, you know the work is legit if they have to say that they don't want to kill themselves because um, I don't know if you guys remember when uh, Wayfair happened, yep. the whole Wayfair scandal, but Tommy G had to repeatedly say, I'm not suicidal. Like, <laughs> if I'm dead, you know they got me. Yeah, and um, They have some pretty, I, I don't know. pretty expensive cabinets and throw pillows on that site, don't yeah. they? Yeah. It's a lot pretty of, crazy. A lot of but, room inside them. Yeah. And you could probably fit a couple, what, what do they call Pizzas in there or something? You could fit That's like terrible. probably seven or eight MyPillows in there. Yeah. We, t- we talked about it with Maria about a month ago. How, how do you feel about it? We love pizza. The actual pizza that's made from dough and has cheese on it. Delicious. Right. You like pizza, don't you? Yep. Yeah. It's just terrible that they've demonized something that's so delicious. Mm-hmm. With these motherfuckers. I can't wait for the public executions. It's going to be. Glory. Well, it's like, yeah, I, I'm from the Northeast. So, well, so for so me. Oh, OK. So, you know, Jersey pizza, it's it's unreal. <laughs> so where, where so Jer- that said. You, you grew up in Jersey? Yeah. So did I. I'm from the shore. <laughs> wow. Well, we the, the gods just brought us together. That's it. We've, um, we manifested this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's San funny. Diego. All the good podcasts are Jersey people. They, um, they certainly are. But uh, the other day, Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports, you he's, know, awesome. he's doing his pizza review and he went to Short Hills, New Jersey. And I, I shouted him out kind of on my story. But, you know, now it's like taboo. It's like you can't talk about like actual food, the pizza. And it's like, come on, guys, like. You know, I, I know the difference, but I, I agree. I don't think they should have demonized that. Um, they should have chosen something else. But I guess, hey, we can't uh, we can't choose what they're going to use. Um, yeah, but the, the global I'm cabal has, has a little bit more of a pull than us. Um, yeah. It's a shame. So some of the other things we've talked about in regards to the – while we're on the topic of the cabal um, – we when when we had another guest on, they, we talked about how the thirteen families, the bloodlines, you know, from all of our videos that we've seen. Wouldn't it be amazing to know who the handlers behind them are? So I, I really find it hard to believe that public figures like Jeffrey Epstein, we call her Glenn Maxwell on this show because one of our hosts can't pronounce her name. <laughs> Um, and and, you know, the Rothschilds, the Bilderbergs, the, uh, people of that nature, it would be so easy to know that these were the people, the families pulling the strings that at some point there would have been probably civil unrest to stop it. The George Soros of the world. Um, isn't it kind of scary to know that even though these people who are probably all evil and terrible people for the things that they've done is basically known publicly. Could you only imagine the people that are pulling the strings behind them? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the clip of AOC um, 
I think it was like, I don't even know when it was. It might have been after January 20th, and she was walking, and there was a reporter trying to question her, and some lady literally took her as if she was on a leash and was like, come on. Yeah. You know, you're well, not going to talk to this reporter. So. And I remember during, during – uh, I believe it was the Biden inauguration when Hillary or not Hillary Clinton, when Nancy Pelosi was getting walked into the to the Senate chambers and the person that was walking with her basically said, like, do not say anything like right to her face. <laughs> and Nancy Pelosi was like, OK, and just put her head down and kept walking. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just scary to know at the end of the day, all of these evil villains that we kind of know have been out there over the years, the cults and groups like Skull and Bones, the Illuminati and all the the proxy things that they're in are out there, but then behind them, there's like an even more scarier shadow figure who at any second could literally or metaphorically pull the trigger. Yeah. Somebody has got the, their hand up the back of their shirt running the show. Yeah. All the way up through China and the CCP, like they're the big, bad global baddie right now. And, and we all know that there's someone controlling them, Yeah, you know, and it's just, it's just a weird, crazy world how social media and broadcasting and investigative reporting and things of that nature have really blown the doors off of the secrets that have been going on in this country forever yeah well i think this is just a theory of mine but i was having this conversation because i was speaking at an event on saturday mm-hmm. and um i i think that the white hats are behind a lot of the censorship actually which sounds ironic but i think that Trump's gone from Twitter for a reason. I think that everybody was kicked off Twitter predominantly that was big in the conservative and oh, yeah. patriot movement for a reason. Because when you think about it, if all of this stuff was going on, you know that they'd be blowing up Trump's replies, they'd be asking questions, and he can't help himself. So I think they were like, yeah, he's got to go yep. because the uh, integrity of the information that needed to be kept secret uh would be and honestly a lot of us are such good diggers like (laughs) they knew that like something would get out so sometimes i think when certain people uh when they get too far into a dig and they're exposing stuff that not everybody knows about that's what you know that's the trigger for when they they get suspended because it's just too far which i don't agree that it's too far but somebody out there thinks that uh not everybody should have access to that information yet. So there was a, there was a raid at a prison in Haiti recently and a bunch of people were posting about that. And right after the Haiti raid, which you know is linked to HRC and uh, the Clinton foundation, uh, tons of accounts, the entire frog community got suspended from Twitter. They sure did. So yeah, Pepe lives matter was gone in a heartbeat. No more green conics boxes. (laughs) It It was pretty sad. Um, speaking of getting that information out there and and how big everything's blown up, um, the job that Patriot Insider has done in regards to the community, how how do you feel, um, that this has kind of, you know, not only emboldened us with information in the fight, but kind of really, you know, led the charge in regards to everything that's going on right now? Well, to give... To give the scope of my perspective on it, I don't know if you guys know this, but HBO is coming out with yep. a documentary on Patriot Insider. Yep. South Park is doing a special on Patriot Insider. Um, CNN just did a special on Patriot Insider. Um, Tucker, I mean, Tucker Carlson, or as we like to call him, Cucker Carlson, <laughs> tried to do a special, but for the most part, he said he, QAnon 
the person could not be reached for comment. So they hit a dead end. <laughs> Mr. Annan. Right. Mr. Annan. Mr. Annan's spokesperson could not be reached for comment. Paging Mr. Annan. Mr. Q. Annan. Yeah, I, I think out of all those things you've mentioned, and it was pretty funny, you saw obviously the CNN Anderson Cooper gross. He basically like relived his own childhood by trying to, and I'm air quoting, expose QAnon in one word, the person for what it is. Mm. I mean, it's just terrible to see things of that nature. If you're going to ask me as a betting man out of any of those things who will get it right, I'm going with South Park. Are we talking about like Vegas odds or survival of the coronavirus odds? <sighs> 99.997% chance of survival. I mean, because I'd go to Vegas for that. I'll take it. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I cannot wait for South Park. Yeah. And, you know, some people are like, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, they're going to slander it and all this stuff. I'm like, you don't understand. South Park is one of the few uh, non-politically correct yep. uh, shows that we have left. And I think the easiest way to get to people, and you see this time and time again with memes and Every every form of content at this point on social media, that humor is a great way to get to people. So, you know, one of the biggest things, I don't even know if you guys know this, but South Park back in, I guess it was the 90s or whenever it actually began, was super like, quote unquote, punk rock. Like, you know, people people thought of it as so rebellious. Yeah. And now, I mean, we've seen things that come out that are worse. But, yeah. you know, I think the conservative movement right now is also, quote unquote, punk rock. So it, is. it kind of lines up. Mm hmm. Well, it's more punk rock than punk rock. I mean, the dead Kennedys are retweeting the FBI's want to identify list for the Capitol insurrection. They're also wearing masks during their show, so they're yeah. complete cucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think South Park's going to get it right. I think HBO is going to be total bullshit because there's a whole bunch of pedophiles who are behind that mm. network, anyways. Um, two people I want to touch on, and we, we we kind of always talk about them on this show. One is one is Michael Flynn. And uh, the other one is our absolute favorite. We played an audio clip from her earlier, and she is the queen of cheetah print. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. <laughs> Where do you feel these two players are? I mean, I know there's a lot of white hats slash gray hats. They move from white hat to, to gray hat. You know, when you talk about Rudy and Jenna Ellis and Mike Pompeo and things of that nature. But I think two people who stand out. Oh, and, and you might want to add crazy ass Linwood into that equation. Nah, we wild. love we love him on this show. His fireside <laughs> chats, his 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 beautiful words of scripture when he talks about it's freaking wild. Yeah, Sodom it. and Gomorrah is coming for all the pieces of shit in our government and, and things of that nature. But where where do you see those three? They're they're huge players in this game. They're obviously connected on more than one level, both through their legal. Uh, professions then at the government level and then they put out a lot of comms as well so wh what do you think well starting out with sydney I and mean, she put out a statement i believe a week or two ago it's the days blur together but she said do not mistake um you know silence for inaction yes. and i just thought that was so powerful because if you think of any military operation, whether it's Patriot Insider or just general military operations, you're not going to broadcast your move to the enemy. Nope. So, um, you know, and even with Patriot Insider drops, people are reading them that aren't one of us, you know, so. Right. We, we um, talked about this on the show, too. Uh, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but just, you know, it's, okay. it's, it's funny how people think that some of the highest and most corrupt intelligence agencies in the world at the federal government for the United States can't just type in a web browser address and read all the same comms that like 
we can while we're sitting on the toilet making memes. <laughs> but it, it, it's what we do with them and what they actually mean and other things that are going on behind the scenes. Like it's you said it best at the beginning of this uh, when you came on today was that we're getting the breadcrumbs left. And, and it's what you do with them that makes all the difference. So sorry to cut you off there, but you can go on in regards yeah, to uh, it- Sydney Powell. It's okay. Um, that's basically all I had to say on her. I mean, uh, real G's move in silence like lasagna. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's uh-huh. a little Wayne, little Wayne for you. But um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not really worried about about her. And um, then as far as Flynn, I mean, his brother uh, tweeted right before Trump got you know acquitted from his impeachment. Uh-huh. He said, you know, those who laughed last laughed loudest. Yep. And I just don't think that Flynn would have had his whole family take the oath. You know, I don't think he would have been so out there in the public eye if it was all for a LARP. And that's something we talk about all the time. We talk about the um, proofs that went out, like tippy top shape, which, by the way, made it onto 60 Minutes. Sure did. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So that was pretty cool. And, you know, like McCain's death prediction and things like that. I just don't think Flynn would be so out there about his beliefs and advocating for people to, you know, join the movement and be strong in their convictions if he didn't know something that we didn't. And um, that's all I have to say on him. It was so weird watching. Did you watch Michael Flynn and Alex Jones actually sit down for that interview? So to be honest with you, I didn't because I saw the, go ahead. (laughs) I saw the clip where, um, Alex Jones uh, approached Flynn and he just totally brushed him like, off on, him on January 6th. Right. Yeah. So I was kind of like, uh, like, I don't really know what I'm going to gain from watching this interview, but what can you tell me about? I mean, it was just happened? like, it, it was so weird to have seen that initial interaction. And then when they sat down, they were very much on the same page. Um, they actually had a lot of respect for each other. Michael Flynn actually knew about some of the things that Alex Jones had done in the past and exposed and thanked him for that. And then they were broing it up, like hugging, fist bumping. And, you know, Alex Jones is like messing up his hair at the end of the interview and they're getting ready to walk out of that, that room at the, at the hotel at the Trump hotel in DC. I just thought it was, it was so random that over the course of like 10 days, how things would change. Maybe, maybe they were supposed to meet, but that wasn't the right time or, you know, Maybe someone confirmed to Flynn over over the course of the the time period that elapsed between January sixth and when they sat down. Like, no, I mean, confirming what kind of a hat he was and that he really is doing things mm-hmm. behind the scene. I don't take Alex Jones for being as crazy as everybody thinks he is. Like, he does a lot of stuff for shock value. He's kind of like a conservative news Howard Stern. But some exactly. of some of the stuff that he does, though, some of the investigative reporting, he he's got a lot of young, hungry people working for him that go out and really bust their asses for him. So they find a lot of stuff out over there on Infowars and places like the National File. Yeah, I kind of tend to agree on Alex Jones, and I think since you come from Jersey, uh-huh. uh, you could understand this. We we grew up with a lot of loud out there and maybe obnoxious people. Yeah. So I'm kind of used to those personalities and. You know, sometimes people like that say things they don't mean. Sometimes people say things without thinking, but I don't necessarily think he's bad, but I I just questioned his intentions before because of some of the comments other people made. But again, maybe he's just playing his role. Yeah. And yeah. What about Lynn Wood? Lynn Wood. <laughs> 
Oh man. <laughs> I have I'm the, sorry I, I'm wrong. I have the I'm sorry I'm laughing. I have the all lies will be exposed t-shirt. I just haven't worn it to what? the show yet. Yeah, I bought it. I don't Every care. lie will be exposed. Yep. Yeah. Um so I'll <laughs> admit, um, for a very long time I did not advocate for him. I did not put his info on my pages, whether it was Twitter, whether it was uh, Instagram, because I just wasn't sure, you know, I just felt like this guy came out of left field and, um, I didn't know what his agenda was. I didn't know why he was so out there. And like, I don't know if you guys know James Wood yep. or James Wood, sorry, but he, they he's fucking of, extremely based on yeah. social media. <laughs> yeah. So for a while he went away, which was kind of weird, but, yep. um, he, they kind of remind me of each other in some ways, but Linwood, I mean, I know a lot of people thought he was crazy, uh, I don't think he's crazy. I just think he is very in tune with his spiritual side yeah. and, and wants to um, put it out into the world. But I still have yet to figure out what his role really is in waking people up because I don't know. I, I feel the exact same way with you in regards to not knowing where he's going on all this. I just know he's wild. Yeah, me personally, I just feel like at a certain point during all of this stuff, he was activated. And yeah. it was it was his time to step to the forefront and do the things that he's intended to do mm-hmm. and play the role that he's intended to do in this. Have um, we heard anything about uh, getting traction on them trying to get him disbarred and all that stuff? Is I, that I, a thing? I mean, it's definitely ongoing and he's bringing them up in his legal suits as an attempt to try and like delegitimize him and yeah. make him less of a lawyer or less of a citizen, but it, it won't be hard for either citizen. Right. Rudy Giuliani. Sinapow. Sinapow. Linwood, Jenna Ellis, they're all going to be able to practice law moving forward. Jordan yeah. Seculo, everybody that was involved with all of this stuff, you know, it's all going to be, it, it's like we were talking, what were we talking about before that, that people keep bringing up and, and they're just bringing it up to uh, have at the forefront so we can distract from everything else. That's what saying disbarring these people is going to do. Yeah, just if you say it enough time, it becomes true, just like every other oh, nonsensical. I remember now, it all ties it together. Future proofs past. We were talking about the Dominion voting systems yeah. and how Dominion is suing Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, Rudy Giuliani, Mike Lindell for all $1.3 billion each. And that, My pillow. Right. This this won't get anywhere in regards to court because we'll never see discovery and they'll eventually be dropped because this is a drive-by narrative to kind of continue to demonize this movement while other things are going on behind the scene when they no longer can use it. Like Trump's taxes or UK, Ukraine or impeachment, it'll just go away. The Flush. Same way. Right. And they'll go on to the next narrative or they'll just circle back to racism because that, that always seems to work for us. So. That's always the, well, the go to for, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, one of the ones, well, one of the ones that just came out actually um, today, uh, I'm going to find the post real quick. Um, they're talking about banging Dr. Seuss. Right. But then. You know, Michelle Obama Wait a had Dr. Seuss in the White House. Who had it on? Michelle Obama. Big Mike! Big Mike! In the White House. Sorry. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I thought that was kind of significant. Yeah. And not only that, but now, you know, there was like a New York Times reporter who got fired because of dropping like the N-word. And yep. all these things that are happening on the left side. Now, Didn't Joe Biden uh, drop the N-word a, recently? a COVID bill. Joe Biden did accidentally drop an N bomb when he was he was trying to put words together reading off the teleprompter last week. Oh man. Anything you put on the I, teleprompter, Biden will say. All right. Well, one of the last things we need to cover, and this is most important, you have to tell us your take on Biden. 
Uh, I don't believe it's Jim Carrey. Like, we don't believe it's Jim Carrey. No. Who's talking in the earpiece? Right. Too? Jim Carrey would be able to actually string sentences together and legitimize him. So we were talking with the guys from We The People Radio yesterday. We know there's clones. We know I, there's body doubles. I think Jim Carrey would, like, morph into Fire Marshal Bill if he had to do Biden for any extended period of but time. But he, he would even be able to read the teleprompter. Like, I don't know if you guys have noticed over the last week, even the mainstream media is talking about how he's having difficulties. Like, they said he's almost stroke-eyeing, trying to read the teleprompter, and then can't read it. And when you see it reflected in the background, the words are literally, like, this big. So, well, that's what happens when you have to read one word at a time. You I, can't. I, it's pretty terrible. But what, what what is your takes on Joe Biden? You can go all the way back to 2018 because some of our guests know what may or may not have, have happened to him then and all the way up to who you think he is now and what they're actually trying to do with this barely live carcass. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at pictures of, uh, I don't know what you want to call him. I'll say Joey Basement. Mm-hmm. Um if you look at him years ago, it looks nothing like him now. And I understand people age, but you know damn well, <laughs> at least I don't believe that it's actually him. So um, I wouldn't doubt it if it was a double or an actor. Um, actually, some of the Bidens I've seen recently don't look alike. So it could right. be multiple people. Yeah, there's the squinty eyed uh, ones. And then there's the brown eyed ones, even though he has blue eyes. So they're just getting sloppy with it. We said there was an angry one who is out on the campaign trail, the one that was like, hey there, fat, and I'll go out and do push-ups with you or beat your ass in the parking lot. Take you behind the old gymnasium. I don't work for you. (laughs) We don't know where that clone or body double is. I told you he's in the basement getting poked (laughs) with a stick by the other Biden to keep him angry when they got to bring him out. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it at this point, but I mean, there was actually a, a video I just uncovered yesterday of Obama saying how he wouldn't mind being a shower president and that if he just had a had an earpiece in somebody's ear and that in he his could pajamas. relay the messages. Yeah, that's something that Barack would, Obama has bragged about since the last two years of his presidency. So tele- and, teleprompter confusion. He, he fucks up reading the teleprompter and then somebody's correcting him in his earpiece. Salute the Marines. Salute the Marines. <laughs> but I feel like that's a probably a direct like explanation for like during the debates and during some of his uh, his speeches where he – like the guy can't remember what he did yesterday and string a sentence together mm-hmm. or read a teleprompter. But he's pulling these just wild, unused names out of his, out of, out of his head. Yeah. So somebody's like, mention this person, this person, and he's just doing it. And then, you know, every once in a while, pause, smile – what was the one? He's like, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know what I'm signing. Just sign it. Yep. But uh no, I, I I agree with you. I don't think it's really him. And I don't know what happened to the real one, but we can only uh hope, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we've speculated on this show before. There were rumors that Joe Biden, the Joe Biden, the 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 smiley, blue-eyed, racially slurred using Joe Biden was executed in 2018. Um, what if what if he's like Biff from Back to the Future and he stole Trump's time machine? And you, so and right you, now yeah. he's got the almanac right now. Yeah, he's got the almanac. That's a pretty good rabbit hole that we right? could probably start. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I mean, there are stargates out there. Who knows if the if the cabal found or or has some of them? Um, 
but yeah, I, d- I definitely don't think that that's the actual Joe Biden. The discrepancies we talked about it with We the People yesterday, just in his facial structure. We know when you get a lot of cosmetic surgery, sometimes you'll go from hanging earlobe to closed earlobe so they can fix the neck. So that's not a huge deal. But the top of the head and the bottom of the chin, you would need for someone at his age, no chance that that's happening. Complete facial reconstruction with like bone grinding and just to make the facial structure that he has now, it's completely impossible. He wouldn't be able to recuperate and he went from he, back from he went from a round chin to a butt chin. He went from dimple on one side to no dimples at all. And then he's got like lumps on the top of his head, bones on the top of his head that are bumpy where it always used to be flat. Well, he's probably banging his head on the on the freaking Hertz rental motorcade that he's got with all the dents and dirt. Yeah, they're just, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the the deal is in regards to what the cabal is doing right now, but the comms they're sending us, everything from unread carpeted stairs going into the fake Air Force 1 to the beast car that he comes in with dents and scratches all over it it's just terrible well you know it's bad if you have to sit coach in air force one i mean come on (laughs) like he fell up he fell up he fell up the uncarpeted stairs two days ago going into the plane and then 15 minutes later they rolled in a carpeted set of stairs for the press well they didn't want the press to fall they might sue that's true that's bad that's really bad yeah moving forward um and who knows when we'll have you back on, but we're definitely going to because this has been absolutely enjoyable. What is the Aww. big is the biggest thing that you can get out there to all of our listeners and our proxy listeners when the bigger shows pump our shows? Because <laughs> we're getting that name out there right now. What what can you urge people and and tell people to do um, in regards to everything that's going on right now? What is the advice that you give them? Download the episode. No, we're not talking about that yet. <laughs> that that was for nick um i would say and this is something that came to me last weekend you know you can be concerned about things that are going on and use your concern to be active but don't be a doomer right like absolutely can't be negative yeah we're we're the non-black pill show there's no there's no black pilling going on here that negative energy really like permeates. And sometimes I just see people in my comments who are just such downers. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I just got to get you out of here because, you know, it's not about not having an opinion, but those kinds of things can be toxic. So if, if someone can be positive and use what they know to do something about it, get involved in their uh, local communities or, you know, start a page or a podcast, then those are the best ways I think to reach people because we're in the age of information. So the things that you say are super valuable if it's got an encouraging message message behind it. And um, I guess that's what I have to say on that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't be any more honest than that. Do your own research, get with people who are, or seem to be pumping out some good information, educate yourself and, and really do your part into, and, and when it comes down to it at the end of the day, all it is is holding the line. It's, it's nothing else other than that. I mean, we could all we could all say that we're bringing dark to light, which we are. We're bringing, uh, you know, lies to truth, which we are. And 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 we're we're giving out all information. and We're fighting the good fight for the American people and people worldwide. But at the end of the day, just educate yourself. Yeah. You know, it's 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 how we all get together. It's how we all get on the same page. And it's how new ideas come from that information you find, which which you know, we may we may never have, have found out before. Like when we were talking with James and Nat yesterday on We the People, we. I, I told them that in my brain, I feel like two things that really stick out in my mind right now that just don't make sense is why hasn't Dominion and Smartmatic sued citizen Trump 
even though they're suing everybody who went out and pushed his narrative because he's the originator of it. So if they can't sue Donald Trump because he may still be the president, well, that's a huge deal. Yeah. And that's a rabbit hole that people need to start going down on. At the end of the day, Donald Trump is the person that you would want to sue first. And mm -hmm. and the other one was the Andrew Cuomo thing, how these seemingly, you know, these sexual allegations are coming out almost like you roll your eyes because what it's doing, it's taken away from the 15,000 plus people that he killed and the ventilators, the the medical ship and, and the park hospital that he never used, you know, during during the start of, of COVID when he killed all those people. You know, and that would have been a Donald Trump accomplishment. And, and just by trying to fuck over Donald Trump, he wound up killing thousands of people. And, uh, you know, those are two things like like right now that that are just coming in my brain. I keep forgetting to look, but I want to know what the numbers are that actually went on to the USS Mercy and the other. I have it. The, the field hospital in Central Park was yeah. less than 100 and the U.S. Mercy was 60. Yeah. They had 3,000 beds and then they had 10,000 beds at the other one. Yeah, I actually so I, heard, I actually got emailed oh. to about activating for that with mm -hmm. my uh reserve command. Huh. Go ahead. Yeah, I heard a theory on that that Trump did it intentionally because he knew Cuomo wouldn't use them. So he kind of he kind of baited him into his own downfall. Yeah, we, we um, we all know that there was people that were going to die from coronavirus regardless because it was a very, um, you know, tough virus to get over if you have comorbidities, if you have pre-existings, if you're at the age of at risks and things of that nature. And it's a crapshoot because, you know, we have we see people who are younger that are getting decimated by it, too. But Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, just in my personal instance, I had it. I was asymptomatic. I tested for antibodies months later. I never knew when I had it. But my in-laws, who I see almost daily, one is a terminal leukemia survivor, and the other one received a double lung transplant less than a year ago. Yeah. So if I had it and was asymptomatic, does that mean I didn't give that to them or it didn't affect them or my whole family was asymptomatic? We don't know. But at the end of the day, you know, these people died because these assholes yeah. threw them in places where it could do nothing but spread and they were getting no treatment. And I don't just blame Andrew Cuomo. I blame them all across the board. Wolf, Whitmer, Murphy, Gavin Newsom. They're all complicit in this. Yeah. And I hope at the end of the day, they all see the inside of a jail cell for killing all these people's, you know, grandmas and grandpas and people not being able to see them before they died and this, that, and the other thing. So they'll knew someone get winery house arrest. Right. Yeah, I think they will. And I think, I think the Democrats know that something bigger is coming or else they wouldn't all be throwing him under the bus. Yeah. They're going into full on crisis mode. And you're talking about two people between Newsom and Cuomo they were both probably going to be looked at for cabinet positions or high-ranking officials yep. in the current administration. Yeah, they're hosed. And they were both because of their age and ability to go out and do stuff on TV. They were both 2024 frontrunners, both of them. I mean, they come from two of the biggest states. They, they, they are they well before China virus. They were both up in the 70s in regards to. Uh, you know, favorability. And now they're, I mean, Gavin Newsom was hovering around 25% last week and that's in California. <laughs> so yeah, it's the, like you said earlier, uh, Wonder Woman, that boomerang is coming around and I feel like this time it's going to be a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Not, but I also want to like, say, I love how in your intro, you guys have Billy Madison. Oh, thank uh, you. I'm mm -hmm. a huge 
Billy Madison fan. So yeah, yeah you're gonna have to you're gonna have to credit that to Nick. He is our CEO and operator. Um, he is not here today. His his grandma, grandfather, grandfather passed away yesterday. So he's been going through a lot of oh, stuff wow. the last couple of weeks. However, he did a lot to make sure that we got on with We the People yesterday and that we were able to put this show out today because he feels very strongly about not only the podcast, but the message we're putting out and what we do. So, and he knew that you were coming on and he told us to tell you hi. Um, you probably <laughs> would have loved him because he would have been in a inebriated rage. Inebriated? Yeah, rage. In regards to when we start talking about the cabal, that really fires him up. Oh, yeah. And uh, no one wants to see you public know, hangings and executions <laughs> more than one of our hosts, Nick, does. You know what else uh, really fires Nick up? I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Oh, that brings me up to a good point right before we uh, wrap this up. Do you by any chance have off the top of your head a top five movies? We call them top five, top one movies of all time. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, yes, my top five. I would say Billy Madison, mm-hmm. Mr. Deeds, mm. um, Back to the Future, nice. Better Better Off Dead with John Cusack, mm-hmm. and uh, Real Genius with Val Kilmer. That's oh wow, that's a pretty interesting. I, now I know. Well, you're you're half conspiracy theory, half funny, which yeah. is just like all of your social medias. So that's that's pretty awesome. That uh, I can't get put on the spot and deliver like that either. Like I just freaking blank. <laughs> like, like they literally told me like, "Hey, get your top five, top one movie lists." And I was like, I started to do it, then I forgot about it, and then we started going around the table at the podcast, and I'm like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck!" Yeah, I'm still there. Three, right? <laughs> yeah, I had like. Sorry, three. I finished the best of the my, rest for him. My the, dog ate my homework. The only thing that we can continue to confirm, and this might turn out to be quite a huge conspiracy theory at some point, is that. Out of all the top five movies we've named on this show, no Nicolas Cage, no Nicolas Cage, or Nicolas Migrant Detention Facility, right? Which is the now appropriate way to say his name. So, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Well, I'm glad you appreciate my affinity for good movies. We sure do. Well, if anything, at the end of the day, this has been an absolute delight. Yeah. To have Wonder Woman on the show today. What an honor. Yeah, it, it is. Um, someone who's a major influencer out there and who's working just as hard as all of us in the podcast community. I, I think it's really good to be able to uh, have such a variety on our show. Yeah. And, and really let people know, you know, there is stuff going on that's just not on the news every day and uh, to educate yourself. So as always... We're going to thank some of our sponsors, Stay Ready Gear. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at stayreadygear.com. Man Rubs. Guys, treat your meat right. <laughs> Facebook and Instagram at manrubs.com. All of your barbecuing and smoking needs. You thought I was going somewhere with it, but I didn't. I was, mm. waiting, I was waiting for Dakota to give me an, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. There it is. Uh, Mike over at West Coast Survival Arms. Facebook and via the telephone, 619-870-6992. Um, everything you need, firearms related. MediocreMedic.com, also on Instagram. You guys will like their Instagram. Probably not, though. You know, I was looking at our Instagram demographics the other day. We're 65% women, only two genders, interactions. 
So apparently people like us. Wait till they see our faces. It'll go right back up to like 90% guys. Are there other options on the demogra demographics? There are like sure several ain't. pages that you can click different. You might think so, but there's, Optimus Prime. there's not 121. Well, it's just like that t-shirt that they sell on eBay. It says there are more than one gender, and then you go to select the sizes. It's it male, female. Male, yeah. female. Got them. Very awesome. We talked about that with We the People yesterday. And then Mark Joe Friday over at Dumpbox.us. The coronavirus veteran flag, the man duck Lorian t-shirt that I'm wearing, and a whole bunch of other shit that we all own. Ugh. Mark's got everything you need in regards to uh, tack gear. So much money. Show creds. Tom Pappert, The National File. Jack Posobiec. One America. Hey, I don't know if you guys saw on our Instagram this week, there were some hearts going on. Yeah. Some high-fiving going on. I'm going to get Jack Posobiec on this show. He's one of the biggest... He's coming around. ...mainstream shit posters out there, and I, I would like to... If it's five minutes, I'll get in my car, come over here, we'll set it up. There you go. Does anyone know him? Hit us up. Yeah. Well, Matt Couch at the DC Patriot. We the People Radio. James, Nick, Ant, and Lex. The girls over at Russian Disinformation. Jasmine and Austin. They're coming back April 5th or 6th for our big... World Economic Forum, Davos, Globalist, 2030 Reset episode, The Orange Man Podcast, and My Maria. Um, Friends of the Week, Red Pill Babe, who is going to be coming on the show, 1776. She'll be on March 30th. Um, Khalil 3, Axia Queen, Baby Cakes 2.0. Anybody want to giggle? I'll giggle for Nick. You're not giggling. There you go. Uh, Lala Beams, who's coming on next Friday from the Lala Beams podcast, Thor's Hammer 2.0, what I mean to say, period in between each word. The Fit Patriot, Kayla Michelle, Ivana underscore 604, who has come in big this week with some memes for our social media. And the Raging Patriotic Babe, who gave me a maybe when I asked her if she'd come on the show nice. in April. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. You can follow our program on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and Podbean. Download the show, listen, like, follow, and share. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, if Nick was here, he would call all of our listeners assholes yep. and then put the mic right up to his mouth and say, motherfuckers, and then Down yeah, download the episode. download the episodes. Oh, scissor me timbers. There you go. That one's for the guys over at We People Radio. That's yeah. their favorite button. Um, Instagram, Steak for Breakfast Podcast, and Steak for Podcast Breakfast. Hit the notification bell. It doesn't kill you. Yeah. Parlor, Might kill your phone battery. We're on Parlor at Steak for Breakfast. We're on Gab at Steak for Breakfast podcast. And we're on Twitter at DOS23TRES. The only reason that's the case is because it's my fifth account. I need to use VPN now to have it. And I ship post a lot less on there. Hmm. Um, I mean, how do you ship post on all of these accounts? It's just a lot it, of responsibility. And in, in addition to being the executive producer of this show, I am also our multimedia manager social so. media handler there you go next week lala beams handler. the week after that flat earth dave Ooh. law of one's coming back nice uh the week of the 23rd like i said the red pill babe the week of the 30th and then april 5th or 6th we're going russian disinformation for globalist agenda program wonder woman why don't you tell all of our listeners where they can find you anywhere that you'd like to send them On Instagram, I'm JewelThief1776. Got it. Uh, Diana in the 90s without the periods. That's a fake account. Okay. <laughs> um, on Twitter, uh, Wonder Woman with the Qs. So no O's, Qs, and the underscore in between the two words. And then on Gab, I am Wonder Woman straight up, one word with the Qs. And that's my original handle. So as far as Telegram goes, I'm not sure if you guys are on there. Sure am. But you can find me at the real Diana Prince. That's my, my at. 
And uh, I'm sure I will be coming up with uh, more backup accounts because I'm on my 10th and 11th. So there, there you go. Jeez. <laughs> this might be outdated later. Yeah, we just want to really thank you for coming out and spending some time with us. I mean, I know we kind of just skimmed the top of everything going on. We kind of planted some seeds for our listeners. Like I always like to tell our guests who come on, we're not you're not going on one of those, you know, shows where we're so deep down the rabbit holes that we could start with stargates or the flat earth or nasa's fake and stuff like that we're going to eventually get there but we're baby stepping at the same time we're kind of waking people up in regards to what's going on with uh all the stuff with government and things of that nature so we really appreciate you taking the time and coming on and we hope um that you will come back at some point in the future oh yeah i definitely will perfect so on behalf of the podcast And uh, all of us here at Steak for Breakfast, where we bring you that good old, super conservative, non-DC, swampy, bullshit narrative. Just the facts. I'm Roan. Noah. Dakota. And we had Wonder Woman on today. Thanks for listening to the Steak for Breakfast podcast, and we will see you guys next week.